embrace today is brought to you by Whole House Ministries. Host a pre-curry will inspire listeners to embrace their today with hope and expectation with a focus of bringing about freedom, healing, and restoration through the Word of God. John 16, says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Good morning and welcome to Embrace Today. I am your host, Epri Curry, and this morning we are going to be coming out of Galatians chapter 1, verse, verses 11 through 17. Again, that's Galatians chapter 1, verses 11 through 17, and it reads as follows. I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that the gospel I preached is not of human origin. I did not receive it from any man, nor was I taught it. Rather, I received it by revelation from Jesus Christ. For you have heard of my previous way of life in Judaism, how intensely I persecuted the church of God and tried to destroy it. I was advancing in Judaism beyond many of my own age among my people and was extremely zealous for the traditions of my father. But when God, who set me apart from my mother's womb and called me by his grace, was pleased to reveal his son in me so that I might preach him among the Gentiles, my immediate response was not to consult any human being. I did not go up to Jerusalem to see those who were apostles before I was, but I went into Arabia. Later, I returned to Damascus. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for this day, God. We thank you for the opportunity to be able to come and connect with you, Lord, wherever we may be. We thank you that your Holy Spirit is so powerful, Lord, that he could speak to us wherever we may are, whatever wherever we may be, in whatever situation we may be in. We just ask, Lord, that you open our hearts and minds, that we may hear you speak to us individually as well as collectively. Father, we need you and we love you. We thank you and we praise you. In Christ's name, amen. So I had an interesting time preparing um, today's message. Um, I continue to think about the times in my life where I had been accused of things. Um, there's often times where we may find ourselves being accused of things, some things we may have really done, and then other things we'll, we may not have done. But what I have found throughout life is sometimes it's hard to understand and know when we should be defending ourselves, right? What we'll find is that there are some times where people will make accusations against us and sometimes we just need to let it fly. Other times there will be people making accusations about us or against us and we'll want to clear things up. We'll want to make sure that people know the truth, amen? So some accusations, I would say, are worth us taking the time to get the truth out. But it's in those moments that when we choose to defend ourselves, we must ensure that we are defending ourselves to the right people. You see, sometimes we may need to defend ourselves, but we don't need to defend ourselves to everyone. We need to make sure that we are defending ourselves to the right people. 
there are some people that have already written us off. So no matter what we say, they're not going to believe us anyway, because in their mind, we are always going to be who they portray us to be, regardless of what we do, regardless of what we say, and regardless of what they witness about us. They have already written us off. So regardless of how much you talk and how much you try to present your case, these people will always see you how they want to see you, regardless of how you really are. Amen? So if we think about it, accusations are typically made, they're based off of something in our past, something that was done or something that was said. And so when we think about accusations, uh, we, we can think about all of us having a past we can think about all of us doing and saying things in our past that may or may not have been good all of us have a story and you know people they love to use who we were to try to dictate us being able to be who we are today amen i'm gonna say that again so people love to look at your past and disqualify you from where you are today in other words, I feel like people believe that because this is who you were, you are unable to grow so you will always be that person that I remember that did that thing or that acted that way or that made that decision or that didn't do what they were supposed to do. So in some people's eyes, you will always be that person in your past. Some people in their mind, they have stunted your growth. Regardless of how much you have grown and what they see now, you will always be the person that made that mistake. And so we don't want to take the time out and attempt to try to defend ourselves and defend any accusation that th them type of people may be making about us. You know, even though they love to use our past against us, that doesn't mean that that's who we have to be. Because people make their own decisions and people have to make the decision on if they are going to believe who you are based off of what they see in their experiences with you or based off of what other people see. Can anyone relate? So as we look at Galatians chapter 1 verses 11 through 17 today, we see Paul, he's setting up his, de his defense against accusations that have been made against him. He's defending his apostleship, meaning his opinion, his, his personhood and who God says that he is, and the gospel, the message that God has sent him to deliver. Amen. So Paul, he was being accused by these Judaizers of being a knockoff. There was a small group of people within the church. There was a group within the group that was uh, beginning to cause division and they were beginning to make accusations against Paul, which was threatening the message that he was called to send. To send. You see, he was being accused of being not the real thing. Not un He was being accused of not being genuine. And you see, sometimes people want to take your past and they want to bring it to your present and they want to make that as the excuse and the decision that you can't do what God has called you to do. You can't be who God has called you to be. You can't have what God has given you because of your past. But I stopped by here to tell you that you can start the business. You can have the job you can raise your family you can make money you can do all of the things that god has 
called you to do regardless of where you have come from. It is our past that makes us who we are today. And so sometimes the best way for us to defend ourselves is for us to walk confidently in who God says we are. It's not to walk in the shame and the guilt and embarrassment of our past, but those things are the things that has developed us, that has matured us, that has groomed us to be who we are today. It is for our it is the it is our past that has given us the ability to be able to train and mentor other people not to go through the same things that we've experienced. Amen. And so as we look at these verses today, we'll see that Paul here, he's he's building a case to defend himself. He feels that it is necessary for him to defend himself, but he's defending himself to the people that God has called him to. But one of the worst things about an accusation is when the accusation is coming from within, an accusation coming from within your own group, from within your own family, from within your own teammate, from within your own coworkers or within the, the church that you go through, go to the accusations that are coming from within are some of the worst ones. Why? Because the inner accusations come from people that have a closer connection with you than some outsiders. So they may know some more truths about you than the outsiders. However, what often happens is when people are making accusations against you from within, they're utilizing the truth that they know, but then they're adding a little bit of lies to it, which makes it false. But the thing about it is people typically tend to believe them because they the people are saying some truth about you. However, they mix the lies in. And so it's making it easier for them to believe the people that's connected to you. So if somebody that's close to you begins to turn on you or begins to speak ill to you, then others around them will more than likely tend to believe that person. And so we have these people, these Judaizers, these people within the church that is causing division and making accusations against Paul. They're making these accusations that are not true. And Paul, he's like, I got to clear my name. He's gathered his evidence. He's gathered his evidence, which is his history, his past, the thing that they are trying to use against them. He's going to prove that in and use that as evidence to prove that he is who he say he is. He can do what God has called him to do. And that is what he is doing. And so he's gathered this evidence. He's here and he's like, look, y'all know me. I'm surprised that y'all falling for this mess. Y'all have history with me, but yet y'all falling for these voices that are leading y'all astray. Don't let people throw salt in the game just because you're not doing what they want you to do. So Paul, he's here. He's here to defend himself. He's here to defend himself because he understands what this is all about, which leads us to this, this morning's topic, defending yourself. As we look at verse 11, it says, I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that the gospel I preached is not of human origin. I did not receive it from any man, nor was I taught it. Rather, I received it by revelation of Jesus Christ. So when defending yourself, you have to recognize that this is bigger than you. Life is not about us. Our life is bigger than us. You see, Paul, he understood that this was not about him. Paul understood that God had called him and positioned him to do a particular job, and that was what he was here to do. 
Oftentimes we are positioned and placed in jobs. And when people begin to make accusations against us, we get more focused on them and what they are saying rather than what God has called us to do. Paul recognized that he was here only because of his experience with Jesus. Amen. Because you see, Paul, he was on his way to persecute and, and, and condemn Christians. He was on a path to do Christians wrong. However, on that path and in midst of him going to where he was going on that Damascus, Damascus road, Jesus interrupted his plan. You see, Paul had a plan, but God also had a plan. Paul had plans for his life, but God also had plans for his life. So now Paul is under the understanding that his life is bigger than him. This is not about him. He's on a mission. And so now he's finding himself defending who he is in Christ, not who his family say he is, not who he thought he wanted to be, not, th not what his education taught him who he was, but who God said that he was. Paul, he was called to the Gentiles. He was called to the unsaved. He was called to the people that were opposite of who he was at that time. And so he's there, he's defending his calling and his authority because he needs to protect the mission. When you recognize that life is bigger than you, you'll understand the mission. Everything that we do will be about the mission. We have to understand our mission because if we don't understand our mission, then we'll constantly find ourselves veering off path, attempting to do things that we think we should do, that other people put in our minds that we should be doing rather than doing what God has called us to. We'll take ourselves off of the path and out of the position and the place where God has placed us. We'll begin to place ourselves in places that we should not be. And so we have to understand our mission in life and we have to keep that connection with the Lord so that we'll know when it's time to start the business, when we know when it's time to stop the business, when we know when it's time to move and when it's time to stay. We have to keep that connection or else we'll find ourselves off track. And so Paul, he's defending himself here because he knows the mission. He knows where he's supposed to be. He knows who he's supposed to be reaching out to. And so Paul's action was action of submission to the Lord. It was not about him, but it was about who God had called him to be. You see, oftentimes we hear people talking about God, but it's often in relation to them getting something. And they'll say, uh, God, I got a blessing or I was blessed with this or blessed for that. Or if something's wrong, they'll pray for me. But we don't often hear people talking about surrendering to the purpose and plan that God has for their life. We can only submit we can only submit as Paul submitted to the plan and the purpose when we know what that mission is. Amen. So as we look again at verse 11, he says, I didn't receive this from any man, nor was I taught it. This isn't something that I'm making up or that I'm creating in my head, but the gospel was something that I received. God gave it to me. This was a gift. I didn't have to work for it. You can't work for it. This is a gift that God has given us. Jesus died on the cross for our sins, and that is a gift that we all must receive. And Paul said, I received that gift. Prior to me receiving that gift, I was a mess. But once I received it, I was able to see clearly because I was connected to the source that had laid out the plans for my life. Amen. And so as he's here preparing to defend himself, he's letting them know, listen, 
This is what I got. The gospel that I received from Christ, this is the message that I'm giving you. I'm not giving you something that I created in my head. I'm not trying to manipulate anything to get you to do what I want you to do. I am simply delivering the message that God has called me to do because I am the vessel that he has called to do it. Amen. And so we got to understand that we are not purposed for ourselves. This thing is bigger than us. So we must remember when we are defending ourselves, we are defending ourselves for something bigger than us. When we're more focused on ourselves and what we want and what we lost and what people are doing and aren't doing that we can and can't control, then we are going in the wrong direction. We have the wrong mindset. But when defending ourselves, we must understand that we are defending what God has called us to. We are defending the place and the position that God has called us to. So if you find yourself going against what God is calling you to and you're still trying to defend it, you off track. We can only defend properly and defend ourselves with heaven backing us when we are aligned with the Lord. And I'm here to tell you that when you're defending yourself with heaven backing you, it's nothing that no one can do, nothing that no one can say. Any chip, any trick or tip that anyone tries to bring up against you will not happen because God is in control. Heaven is backing you. You don't want to back yourself. You don't want to get your people and back yourself. I can remember younger days when we would get into fights, we would go and get our people because we needed some backup. Well, I'm here to tell you in this life, we need more than our people to back us up. We need more than our friends to back us up. We need more than our education and our income to back us up. We need heaven to back us up. Because there is a thief that comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Kill, steal, and destroy your purpose, God's plan for your life, your family, your business, your intention. The enemy is attempting to take away what God has given us. Because we are here for God's purpose. To build God's kingdom. And so we have to understand that when we are defending ourselves, this is not about us. We have to recognize that it's bigger than us. Life is bigger than us. So make sure we are defending something that's bigger than us. Amen. And so in 13, it says, For you have heard of my previous way of life in Judaism, how intensely I persecuted the church of God and tried to destroy it. So when we are defending ourselves, speak your truth. What's your truth? Oftentimes, we haven't accepted our truth. That's why we can't speak it. We are continually living in guilt and shame and in embarrassment. We can't speak our truth because we haven't accepted it. But I'm here to tell you that God accepted Paul as he was. God accepted Paul as he was. Paul was on his way to persecute the church, yet God intervened and still connected with him. Amen. It says here that I intensely persecuted the church, meaning he was giving it all he got to bring the church down. He was attempting to destroy the thing that God had called him to represent. However, God still chose him. His past did not disqualify him. God chose Paul. He chose him. And in this passage, in this verse, we find him being honest about himself. So you can accuse me if you want to. Yes, this is true. I was persecuting the church. I was persecuting the church. Not only was I persecuting it, but intensely. 
This is who I was, but that was before I had the connection with the Lord. And so Paul's transformation of who he was came to who he is after he was honest with himself and he got that connection with the Lord. So God, he chose Paul. There was nothing special about Paul. The only thing special about Paul was that God chose him. That's it. So he didn't have to work for it. He didn't have to try to be this perfect person. What he had to do was accept Jesus. He had to accept who the Lord was. He had to accept the Lord into his life. That's all he had to do. And see, when we do that, when, we, when we're able to speak our truth and when we're able to get that connection with the Lord, when we're able to do that, when we begin to build that relationship, that's when the transformation takes place. Our past does not disqualify us. Speak your truth and allow God's glory to be seen by all. You see, for me, I'm very transparent. I'm very, I don't have to hide anything. If you want to have a conversation, we can have a conversation. I'm very transparent about who I am and who I was and what I continually struggle with today, what I have overcome. I'm transparent about all of that because I understand that there are some people that I can help even in my struggles today. Because oftentimes people think that they're the only one struggling. But because we're not speaking our truth, these people are isolating themselves and struggling. And a lot of times we have people dealing with depression and anxiety and suicidal thoughts because they're thinking that they're the only ones out here struggling. But we have to begin to speak our truth and we have to begin to introduce, introduce people to a different type of relationship that accepts you for who you are. You don't have to try to be someone else. And Paul wasn't trying to be someone else when he was explaining to them who he was. It wasn't that he was trying to be someone else. He was not that person anymore. He had changed, but he didn't write that part of his life off. That part of his life was able to be an example of what a relationship with the Lord can do for you. And so we have to begin to speak our truth when we are defending ourselves. Don't be embarrassed or ashamed about it, regardless of how people try to make you feel. Some people will try to destroy you and bring you down based off of your past. But you know what that is? That's their insecurity. That's stuff that they're dealing with. They can't take, some people cannot take the fact that God chose you. Some people cannot take the fact that God chose you to be married, that God chose you to have a family, that God chose you to start a business, that God chose you to get the position, that God chose you to move out of state. Some people cannot accept that fact. Some people can't accept the fact that God chose you to go through the process and be used by him. Some people want to control how you are, are utilizing your gifts that God gave you. It don't work like that. And then people on your job that got the issue with you because you submitted to the Lord and you are able to connect with people in ways they can't. That's not your issue. That's theirs. Be who God has called you to be. Don't be ashamed of who you were. Speak your truth. I'm not saying you got to stand on a mountaintop and say everything that you've done, but when opportunity comes and you feel like opening the door and sharing your testimony will, will help somebody, do that. Don't be ashamed because your truth is what, the truth is what sets you free and your truth is what will help set someone else free. Amen. So in verse 14, it says, I was advancing in Judaism beyond many of my own age. 
among my people and was extremely zealous for the traditions of my father. So when we are defending ourselves, we have to recognize that life is bigger than us. Our life is bigger than us. We have to speak our truth. But then we also have to understand that advancement doesn't equal accurate. Because listen, Paul says he was advancing in Judaism beyond many of his own age. You know, sometimes people think because they're above us and doing things better that they're accurate. They're not. And then he says that among his own people, he was extremely zealous for the traditions of our father, meaning he gave everything he had to following and going through the traditions that was set by his fathers. You see, Paul, he was the man in his previous way of life. This was the previous way of life before he connected with the Lord. Amen. This lets us know that you can be the man or be the woman or be in an advanced state or have things, but still not be following the path that God has called you to follow. You could still be wrong, even though you are gaining success. Amen. This no longer was about Paul. You see, when he was advancing among his the people his age and was extremely zealous for tradition, everything was about his ego. Everything was about him and what made him feel good and what he thought his uh, forefathers and them wanted him to do, what the people in his tradition were doing. However, when you get with the Lord, sometimes you will find out that the things that are passed down from your family, the things that everyone around you are doing, and what's popular may not be the thing for you. Amen. So you might look good and you might feel good for the moment, but that does not mean that you are accurate. You can develop in something that can kill you. So you can be doing good in something and that thing can be the very thing that destroys you. It may look and feel good, but it is causing destruction. So we have to understand that when we are defending ourselves, we can't, we have to know that advancement, it doesn't equal accuracy. All growth is not good growth. And at times our traditions are destroying us. Those things that we are trying to hold on to because this is what our mama or our daddy did or our grandmama or our granddaddy and this is, it's destroying us. Does it have you out of line for where, from where God has you? Now, I'm not saying that all traditions are bad because they're not. But when your traditions are taking you off the path or have you away from where God has you, it will cause destruction in your life and the people's life that are around you. You see, a growing ego... When you are continually feeding your ego, ego, your soul is dying. A growing ego, ego equals a dying soul because we're more worried about feeding our flesh and the things that we want and the things that we think we need rather than feeding our soul. At times, what we see as big is very small in God's eyes. And so the question is, who do we want to please? Do we want to please ourselves or do we want to please God? You see, because when Paul was in Judaism, he was attempting to please the please uh, his forefathers, the traditions of his forefathers and things that were set forth before him. But now he's in a place to where he's he may not be in this. Uh, he may not be advancing beyond many of his age at this point. However, he's on the path that God has him. And so when he is at this place, he is able to be confident. And he's able to continue with, with um, he's able to continue to do what God has called him to do with that confidence because he knows that where he is is where he's supposed to be. And so I pose the question, who do you want to please? When defending yourself, 
don't look at advancement as as something that's accurate because you can again be advancing in a place where God does not have you you can be advancing in a place or in a position that's not the place or the position that God has you so the most important thing is to continue to know who you want to please stay in relationship with the Lord so that you can move when he tells you to move so that you can do what he tells you to do so that you can submit and surrender your life to the plans and purpose that he has for you amen so lastly we're going to look at verse 15 it says but when God who set me apart from my mother's womb and called me by his grace was pleased to reveal his son in me so that I might preach him among the Gentiles. My immediate response was not to consult any human being. I did not go to, up to Jerusalem to see those who were apostles before I was, but I went into Arabia and later I returned to Damascus. So when we are defending ourselves, again, we have to recognize that our life is bigger than us. We have to speak our truth. We have to know that advancement doesn't equal accuracy. But then we have to know how to respond to God. You see, God chose Paul. He chose Paul as he was. And too often we're trying to adapt to someone else for them to accept us. You see, hear it again. God chose Paul as he was, as he was. But too often, we are trying to adapt, adapt our life for someone else to accept us rather than us being able to be who we are and them accepting us in that way. And so when God, he, when God chooses us, our response should be to choose him. We often respond to God based off what others will say or what others will tell us to do. We often respond to God in our timing rather than in his timing. And so we have to understand, just as Paul, he said, my immediate response was not to consult any human being. Our immediate response should be to get with God, not to go run into other people when he gives us the vision. Too many times the voices of other people are more important in our lives. We are more, we are, we are more, uh, Excuse me. We are more focused on hearing what other people have to say, getting other people's advice rather than getting the Lord's advice. The scriptures are there. Prayer is there. Communication is there. Signs are there. But we are too busy trying to hear what other people want to say. But guess what? God's ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. So when he is positioning you, when he is calling you, we should be getting with him, the one that is preparing us and setting us up there. Clarity from God's voice is more important than clarity from others. We have to understand that God can interrupt our life at any moment, whenever he feels like it. And our immediate response should be surrender to him. The thing that I've come to notice over my 40 years of life is that many want the results that only God can give, but they aren't willing to respond to him. They aren't willing to submit to him. And so what we'll find is you find people trying to work their way to get what only God can give. And people are killing themselves because they're working harder rather than smarter, amen? And so Paul, in these verses, Paul's response displayed who he trusted. He was able to defend himself because he had already connected with the Lord. 
He didn't need anyone else's approval. All he needed was to submit to the Lord so he could know what to do next. You see, heaven was backing Paul because Paul was submitted. He knew that he didn't deserve it. There was nothing special about Paul. He didn't work his way and do anything special. And then God said, here, you deserve this gift. He knew he didn't deserve it. It was God's grace, God's undeserving kindness that caused him to choose Paul, that caused him to choose us. We have to stop trying to work our way to get things that God is giving us as a gift. We have to stop uh, trying to do things outside of the will of God so that we can surrender ourselves and stop struggling as much as we struggle. We have to stop thinking that we can do things without a relationship with God and then still ask God to bless us. You see, God set Paul apart. The Pharisees, this group that was attempting to the Judaizers, this group that was attempting to accuse Paul, they felt like they were set apart because they kept the law. They were following a bunch of rules. But you see, God set Paul apart. And because of that, when Paul submitted himself to who God said he was, Paul went from persecuting to promoting and was confident about it. He defended himself because he needed people to place their trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. It wasn't about him. It wasn't about what he was going to get. It wasn't about what he could and couldn't do. It was all about the gospel. You see, some will do whatever, whatever they can to stop you, to stop you, to stop your mission, to stop your family, to stop your business. They will do whatever it is to ruin your reputation to throw shade on you. They will do whatever they can. But guess what? They did it to Jesus and he still fulfilled his purpose. So if defending yourself is necessary, remember, your life is bigger than just you. Don't be out here just defending yourself because you just don't want to look bad or you care about what people say so much that it's overshadowing the Lord. But remember, this is bigger than you. Paul was defending himself to the people that he needed to connect to the Lord, the people that God had called him to. And remember, speak your truth regardless of what it looks like. It's your truth. It's what God uh, transformed in your life. It shows who God is and the power of the Lord. Know that advancement doesn't equal accuracy. And then lastly, know how to respond to God. God has called you. He has equipped you. He has a plan for your life, a plan that you can only fulfill while aligned with him. So whatever it is that may be hindering you from making that connection, whatever it is that may be hindering you from surrendering your life, whatever it is, let it go. The Lord is quick and just to forgive. Just as he connected with Paul, as Paul was on his way to destroy people of the church, the Lord will be with you. There's nothing special that you have to do except surrender. There's nothing special that you can do to earn it except his grace. It's a free gift. But the Lord needs you. The Lord wants you. And so sometimes you have to defend yourself. But make sure you are doing it with heaven backing you. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to Embrace Today. You can further connect with Whole House Ministries by viewing our website at www.wholehouse.org, liking Whole House Ministries on Facebook, and following IMEPRI on Twitter, IG, and TikTok. 
Be blessed and embrace your today. today.